This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. What are you doing? Happy September. Yep, still September. I hope you're having a great day. We're here recording. It feels great. It feels like fall weather. Sweat weather. Yeah, well, it's the first week of fall. (sighs) It sure is. The autumnal equinox is behind us. Mm -hmm. It's a full moon today, right? Today's the 20th. I think it was yesterday. Okay. Or like last night, like late in the night last night. I've been getting the notifications on my astrology Oh, apps. See. Not like the f- official moon, this is what's going on, but like astrology will tell me. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then the, the equinox is tomorrow, but by the time you hear this, it will be passed. And we are just barreling right into winter. We sure are. Are we and, ready? Did you get your boots? Because I'm not leaving oh, the house Okay. These let me days. talk to you about boots. So as you guys might know, <laughs> I don't know how much I've like talked about this in the past, but I'm sure it's come up. I love boots. Your annual and, boot, boot adventure. Yes, and every year I have my annual boot buy for myself. Last year I didn't do it. And where I love boots so much that if I didn't limit myself to one pair of boots per year, I would just have way too many boots. So this is my thing. So I bought this pair of boots from Bomi, Bomi, B-O-H-M-E. You know that store? Nope. Okay. Well, it's a store. <laughs> they have a lot of things. I trust and you. I bought these cute boots that were like, so first of all, I asked the internet, What kind of boots do I wear with like a straight leg pant? Because, you know, as we all know, it's not fashionable anymore to wear skinny jeans, giant eye roll. Obviously, I'm sarcastic saying that. But I do have some straight legged pants now where I didn't two years ago, the last time I really worried about this. And I feel like my like ankle boot, my cute like zip up ankle booties are not going to look good. So I asked the internet, what type of boot do I wear with a straight leg pant? And the internet said, Doc Martens. And I said, no, no, thank you. Let's try that again. Mm -hmm. Let's try again. So then the internet said, okay, how about a Chelsea boot? And I was like, okay, that I feel like that can be interpreted a little bit more widely. So I bought these boots from Bomi, Bame, Bome. Is it like a play on Bohemian? Oh. Like, is that what they're trying to do? I'm pulling up the website right now. And yeah, it's like, TV. Bo- okay, wow. great. Someone will tell us and we'll Bahama. feel stupid because it's probably really obvious. But okay. probably stands for like, buy our homemade <laughs> things i don't know what the e would stand for um okay then i bought these boots from there that are these like they were these really light almost like a super light gray almost close to a white um chelsea boot and then they came and they're fine but they're really really thin like they're not going to be warm so womp womp and like we live in colorado i need a boot i need like a boot like a real boot not just like a cute boot so then yesterday or like two days ago, Kodiak, which is a brand that I love, which is has another boot that I already have, came out with this new style of boot called the Savior, and I'm going to buy it. Savior croissant. Croissant. <laughs> so can you please it. record your dad saying croissant one day? Yeah. And the Burger King drive through. Yeah. I like yeah. a croissant, which I'm sorry. I what now. Yeah. Um. Yes. So I'm excited about it, and that's my boot update. So, okay. What are your favorite brands? Like your for not yeah. not workout brands because we've talked about workout clothes, right. but like what are your clothing brands at your go tos? Oh, just like in general for all the different clothes. Yeah, like the things you always like. Whenever I go to Nordstrom or Nordstrom Rack, I go I Google like online when I'm shopping online. I Google the same brands all the time, and like, do you have what are your go tos when you go to websites? Yeah, I really am into Everlane right now. I really like their pants and they have really great basic t-shirts that I love. You know what that reminds me of is when we went to Venice. Yeah, I did. That was my first my first experience actually purchasing Everlane things. When we and it was such a great store. They had it great, is a great store. what Scott Parrish would say, staples and really good. It's totally a basics. staples brand. Such a staples brand. I got a really nice crisp white t-shirt from there that I love. Yeah. But I get nervous wearing white t-shirts. I don't know why. It's like, why not just wear the white t-shirt? I get nervous I'm going to get it dirty. I'm like, well, whatever. It's so stupid. Yeah, well. It's a great white t-shirt. Yeah. If it gets stained, you can just tie-dye it. That's what I do at all. Eventually, all my white t-shirts. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, Everlane. Okay, Um, what else? Yeah, Everlane is probably my biggest one. 
I wear a good amount of Patagonia. Like I like their just like basic, like, you know, sweatshirts and stuff like that. I don't know that I have very many other brands that I really gravitate towards. Like, oh, I'm, I definitely want to look for that brand. I like Madewell jeans. You know, they're kind of nothing special, but they're very consistent, which I appreciate. It's like when you go, when you have your go-tos, it's good. Mine are, well, this is specifically, I like to shop at Nordstrom Rack because things always go on sale. And I learned that from Scott Parrish too. We'll go shopping. He'll be like, this will go on sale in a couple months. Can you wait? I'm like, yes. The only thing that I can, I want so bad, but I can't, again, this is like, you can buy whatever you want, but I cannot justify spending $500 on a pair of <laughs> your face. You don't even know what it is yet. You're like, no. <laughs> I still, I still can't justify it. I don't care how much money I will save up. I, on Golden Goose sneakers. Do you know what those are? They're like amazing custom Italian sneakers. Every pair is different. Like just Google it. Golden Goose shoes. They have like awesome patterns. Some are high tops. Some are low tops. Some have like glitter on the on the back. Some have like cheetah prints going. It's just every single pair is unique. And they're ridiculously expensive. They're super cool. I posted this once on our stories, I think, where I was like, okay, these shoes are amazing. Can Do I justify buying these? And one person wrote and was like, yeah, they're actually ridiculously comfortable. And I think there's a couple sites that you can get them discounted. And Nordsh- or, uh, Nordstrom, Cherry Creek Mall, which is our De- one of our Denver kind of fancy schmancy neighborhood malls, has an actual golden goose store now. So I'm like, for sure, they're eventually going to go on. Yeah, they're going to go on sale. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't even know if I'd spend $200 on a pair of sneakers. Like, that's and the- then, like, <laughs> do, you, do you wear them? Like, I mean, that's the you thing. Know, I'm like, where am I going? I yeah. don't go. And I that sounds really silly because like, you can wear them anywhere. I'm like, but I don't go anywhere that like. Like, what are you going to do? Wear them to I'm, Ulta? Like, yeah, I'm like. If you, can, I, you, if you can't even bring yourself to wear a white t-shirt because you're afraid you're going to spill on it, like a $25 <laughs> white t-shirt, you yeah. are never going to wear these shoes. Well, shoes are different. Like, I don't worry too much about getting shoes dirty. I don't care about that but I think it's more of just like these like practical I don't go don't you think you'd care about it if you spent $500 on them yeah but I'm not as weird about getting shoes dirty it's just more of like where would I wear them if I lived in LA or if I lived in so I mean I do live in Denver but you guys we don't wear fancy stuff here like people are if you wear fancy stuff you're you're like visiting from out of town and you're downtown going to a show Mm -hmm. or something or you're like or people will look at you like it, it, it's just married. Yeah, it's just not like it's not the vibe in Denver. We're very casual, cool. I mean, it's just so anyway, so that's kind of the thing that I don't know how I got off on the tangent of being able to Oh, I think it was just shopping at Nordstrom Rack. But I can't always spend full price on things. It's just like a rule in my head where I'm like, I just I know this is going to go on sale. But I like to look at Nordstrom Rack. And I always look for James Purse. James Purse is my favorite. Very good staples. Very expensive if you buy it full price. I'm talking like $80 for a t-shirt. Never going to happen. I'm never going to spend full price on a James Purse shirt unless I was like on vacation and I went to the actual James Purse store and it was like, you know, one time we went to a wedding in Vail. No, not Vail, Aspen. And (laughs) this does have a point. Scott and I got to Aspen, realized that we left the outfits that we we're going to wear to the wedding in our closet. Like it was just hanging up behind the door and we forgot to like, we took all of our luggage, but we forgot to take the hanging, whatever. You didn't grab, like the hanger bag. The hanger bag. The garment bag. Yeah. And we got there, we're unpacking our clothes in Aspen. This is what, like a three and a half hour drive. Yeah, I was about to say, and for those of you who are not familiar, Aspen <laughs> is like a four hour drive and it's like not an easy drive. It's got a lot of traffic. It's like you're winding through the mountains. Like, you're not about to turn around. It's nope. not like a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, no. Goldie Hawn does not live that close to us. So, yeah. So, we were like, oh, crap. We have to go buy outfits for the wedding. So, we ended up... There's a James Purse store, of course, in Aspen. So, of course, I had to spend full price on a James Purse dress that I still wear to this day. But that's the only time that I was, like, splurge on a James Purse full price. But anyway, he has, like, great t 
t-shirts. The t-shirts freaking last forever. I have some James Purse t-shirts that I swear to you have had over 10 years and they look good as new. So if you're worried about the price, listeners out there, if you're like, oh my gosh, I would never spend even 40 or $50 on a t-shirt. They do last forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And I'm like, I wear them all the time. They don't get holes. They don't stretch. They don't like get worn and when you wash them. And they have like good skirts. I have a couple pair of like sweats that he has, but mostly I just like, I really like their shirts because they fit really well. And then I also love Sorel boots for the winter. Again, this is a brand that if I was working in an office right now, I'd probably splurge on like a new pair of Sorel, but because I'm mostly working from home right now, I'm just using the pair. I have two pair right now. And then I, I wear a lot of Patagonia as well. Like I love their jackets, Levi's for jeans. It kind of depends. I like the curve line. They have a, I think it, it used to be called the curve line, curve ID, but I think they've now just changed it to like stretch or something like that. Those fit really well. And then I shop a lot at Target for Joy Lab for like athleisure wear. But Target has some really good like basics that last like seasonal stuff. I try not to get I try not to spend money on clothes that you know are just going to last you for a season, like the whole disposable clothing thing. Yeah. Speaking of clothing, I had to go shopping today and it was the worst. Yeah. Tell us about <laughs> Tell us about it. Okay. So I have to go, I'm going to a trade show this week. Uh, if anyone's at Expo East in Philly, send me a DM. I'll be at the info booth. Yay. Go see Claire. And pull their mask down to ask where the bathrooms are. I just, I know it's going to happen and I'm just going to rage about it. They're going to um, pull your mask down. Or they're, they're gonna pull your, like, they're gonna pull their mask down. They and pull say, my mask down. I'm gonna punch my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so like we have this trade show. I work. Most of you guys know I work for basically a trade show company, and we have this big show. It's in Philadelphia. Um, and if you are at Expo East this week and you're listening to this, come find me. And in order to go to the show, you have to wear a mask the whole time and show either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. That's within I think 72 hours of the show starting. And so, um, you know, it feels, that feels okay. It doesn't feel awesome because it's still a lot of people indoors, which feels a little like, we'll just see how it goes, but it's definitely like the strictest standards you can have for like a large group of people. So anyway, all that to say that I, it's been, you know, really two years since my last trade show. Cause the last trade show I went to was this trade show in 2019. I don't, really like a lot of the stuff that I wore then or like looking back, I'm like, what did I even wear that whole week? Because I cannot find, maybe I must've gotten rid of a lot of stuff. So I, there's four days where I have to be like on the upper side of business casual. Like I don't have to wear ho- like pantyhose, but Hose. I need to look. Do people wear pantyhose? <laughs> oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Tights. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I don't have to wear pantyhose, but like I, okay, quick, quick question. In your mind, are pantyhose and tights a synonym? No. What's the difference to you? I would say pantyhose are covering up your legs to make them just look like shaved and not flaky. <laughs> and tights are like, you know, like sometimes I have dry skin and it's just like, you don't have to like look at like the bruises on your legs. And then tights are like really dark black tights, colored tights, yeah. things that are like that's that my thicker material. Like, Anyhose are more sheer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And t- and tights are usually like colored and opaque. Yeah. I was just curious about that because like, like when I was a little girl and I would wear tights to church, I feel like all little girls, all little girl options are tights. But then also people Agree. call leggings tights sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really, true. So mm-hmm. anyway, I just, as a point of clarification. Um, All right. I, so like I don't that. have to wear pantyhose. Like it's not quite that formal, but it's sure. like most of the people there who are, who work with my company, like the men will all have suits on like jack, you know, blazers and ties and maybe not like a suit suit, but like you're wearing a jacket and a tie if you're a guy and the women will mostly be wearing, you know, skirts and tops or dresses. Like it's pretty formal, particularly given the fact that I work in a pretty informal industry. So I have like one dress that's that I know I love, one jumpsuit that I don't even know where I got it, but I found it in my closet. I was like, this will work. Oh, wait, is that the, what color is it? It's like dark blue. Okay. I feel like I saw you in one that was like a rust color. Did I make that up? (laughs) Maybe. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had a rust color jumpsuit. I would love a rust color jumpsuit. I think Kat Um, has one from House of Pod. Maybe it was her. mm, You should borrow it. Yeah. Yeah. Kat's like a solid probably eight inches taller than I am. <laughs> but apart from that, which we watched Kat's dog for like the last six weeks and she finally came and picked her up last Monday and it was so sweet. Anyway. 
You probably got so attached. I mean, honestly, it was like kind of weird because she's a herding dog. And then we have this giant lab mix puppy who's just so dumb and has no awareness around other dogs. And so to put a border collie mix like with this just like giant bumper car of a puppy, it was very funny. That's really cute. But I think because of that, that, Maya, cat's dog, didn't get like too attached to us because River was like just so in her face all the time. She was like, oh my God, leave Yeah, she's probably like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I'm Uh ready to go. Right. So anyway, I had to, I decided I needed to go shopping. This is a very long story. Uh, So I went to J. Crew Factory, Nordstrom Rack. I was, I thought, I was like, it's fine. I can go to Loft. Like Loft, I can just find something. The Loft on the mall, like in the area in Boulder closed. So sucked for me. Uh, Madewell, which I walked into Madewell and I was like, I buy Madewell stuff online, not all the time, but like not irregularly. And I walked into the store and I was like, oh, I'm an old. Oh, I'm an old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel so old. That in came, here. you know what? That was a typo when I texted that, right? Okay, good. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> Joy was saying something. She was like, this makes me feel like an old. And I was like, an old. I'm an old. I'm an old. I'm an old. And then I went to J. Jill, where I returned to feeling like a young. A young. <laughs> <laughs> and they was like, what are you shopping for? And I was like, um, I have a trade show. And she's like, here, like brought me some dresses. And they were all just like completely shapeless. Two of them were paisley. I was like, oh. Okay. Oh, you know what? I really wish you had a marine layer up there because we got a marine layer down here. <gasps> and marine layer marine would have been perfect. Okay, I yes, will say. I forgot to. Marine yes. layer is my absolute go-to for sweaters. Okay. Marine layer is amazing, by the way, guys. I love marine layer. Oh my gosh. I wish I had known that. I would have made yes. a trip. I love marine layer. Where is yeah. it? It's it's right by the Denver Central Kitchen, Denver Central Market. Is that yeah, what it's yeah, called? Yeah, right yeah, now? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my gosh. I wish I had known. Okay. Well, yep. next time. Yep. Um, I went to anthropology just like on a hope and a prayer because anthropology, let's be honest, guys, is not for people who don't know how to shop. Right. Like you have to be able to put together an outfit in order to have success at anthropology. Oh, yeah. it's You have to be able to like I mean, conceptualize an outfit. Right. And they have like outfits organized where you can see outfits put together. Sure. If you want to spend a thousand dollars. Right. If you want to spend like, and there was like one dress where I was like, this could work. And it was a really cute structured dress. Like it was definitely way more boho than my normal style. But I was like, this could work. And it was $280. And I was like, no. oh, dang it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I, I didn't buy a $60 candle to make myself feel better, but I almost did. Like one of those candles that's like basically in a mixing bowl. I mean, is it kosher to, I don't arrest me anybody to like buy something and then return it? <laughs> When you get back. So here's my thing about trade shows. <laughs> when you wear something at a trade show, you really wear it. I have okay. absolutely It's not like in an evening. Life, yeah, okay. No, I have definitely in my life bought something in this, and because I always do this to myself, is that I wait until like the night before. And I did go to Target and Kohl's and Jess keeps being like, didn't you, why don't you go to Kohl's? I'm like, read five text messages ago. I went to Kohl's. I went to Kohl's. I know. <laughs> we've been, we've been text messaging about yeah. this whole journey. Claire's and, like, uh, see above. See above. I went to Kohl's. And I, Jess, I, I know never, you're listening. We're going to get text messages about this. This is going to be very meta because Jess will listen to our podcast in Where real time. we talk time. about her yeah. texting us. Yes. She'll text in real time. Yeah, we're going to get some texts. Hi, Jess. Uh, <laughs> I've never had success at Kohl's in my adult life. Never once have I walked into Kohl's and been like, I don't think I have I either. Yeah. And Target is like not quite dressy enough. So anyway, and then I I even went to uh, Lulu just like as a Hail Mary. Just yeah. Sometimes they have like sometimes black have looking things. Or, totally. Like, yep. And then the icing on the cake of all of this was that I was like, I only have 10 minutes till I have to leave to go pick Miles up from school. Like, I'm not like I've gone to all the places like I was at the 20th. You've exhausted Boulder, all of it. Yep. Which is like this little, you know, and I was like, I can't I don't have time to like go down to Pearl Street or go some to another type of mall. I just this I'm done and I have not been successful. I didn't find a single thing. There was one dress at J. Crew that could have worked, but it didn't. They didn't have it my size. And they only had it in like a double zero. And I was like, yeah, so. I walk into the smooth. I was like, I'm going to get myself like a smoothie bowl. That sounds amazing and refreshing and it'll perk me back up. I go into the smoothie bowl place and the guy in front of me is just like some young D-bag with an ironic mullet wearing a fishnet face mask. And I just left. <laughs> I literally <laughs> left. You left. You left. You I know, left. that's a big F you to Boulder because Boulder has I, a mask mandate right now. I'm yeah. not saying he, yeah. he's doing a big he's F doing you to it, or he, And like, I stood there for like a minute and looked at the menu and, and then this guy, ugh, he oh, not only was guy. wearing a fishnet mask, but he was like griping over the fact that their granola had added sugar. No. And, there, and he was like, don't you guys have anything that doesn't have added <gasps> sugar? And I was like, get out of line, Joe Rogan. 
Oh, Joe Rogan. I And he and was like some probably 25-year-old just like idiot. And I left. I was like, I'm not going to stand oh here and listen to this person gosh. just be an absolute. Oh, my gosh. Like, I just want to kick A him in the mesh. shit. Ugh, Did he make horrible. it himself? Like, why do they even sell those? Why? Because for the people like him. So anyway, and then as I was walking out, these two women were walking by and they're like, oh, we could go there. They have lattes. And the other girl was like, oh, I don't drink lattes. And I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> get me out of Boulder. I'm from Boulder and I've come to kind of hate it. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, you're like, Ugh. why can't you just say like, oh, I don't like lattes. No, I don't drink lattes. It I don't has to be do like a statement gluten. about you. Yeah, I, don't I don't do, do gluten. gluten. Um, I don't do gluten. Okay. No one asked you whether or not you do gluten. <laughs> I can't. Okay. This is the other thing. Like, I'm not eating dairy right now or, you know, for the foreseeable future because of the stuff that I was doing on my Graves disease plan, blah, blah, blah. And I was talking to mom Sandy the other day and she was making uh, ice cream for some people, blah, blah, blah. And they had all these dietary restrictions. I'm like, if someone's going out of their way to make ice cream and like trying to do all these different dietary restrictions and I got there and like some of it happened to have milk in it, I would freaking eat the ice cream. Like, I, I'm like, if a one-time deal is not going to kill you, and right, like, if you can you, have like, some... Fle- yes, exactly. Have, like, exactly. I'm not going to have an allergic right, reaction like, like that. Crum- right. Exactly. Gonna, like, I know that I will... Yes, that's a great clarification, because I don't want to get hate mail about like, well, what if you... <laughs> like, Sandy cannot have fish or peanuts. She will literally go into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> will be the last thing she ever does. Like, that is the end of Sandy. Yeah, Sandy is a people pleaser, but not to death. Not to death, right. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget the time we were like riding a car with her and I opened up a bag of peanut butter pretzels and she immediately was like, oh oh my God, there's there's peanuts. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I totally forgot that she's allergic to peanuts. She will bring almonds on a plane and pass them out to people to be like, please don't eat peanuts around me. I'm so severely allergic. Anyway, love you, mom, Sandy. But yeah, like with the dietary restriction thing, if you can have like a smidge of flexibility, do it. I just, there's times where I'm like, okay, I just, I'm not going to be that person that's like not going to budge. That was was the thing, but the the, I don't do gluten example comes from a time in my life where I was doing grocery store demos and people would come up to the table and like, I'd be literally sitting there demoing bread or cookies and they would walk up and be like, does this have gluten in it? And I'd be like, yeah, it's bread. And they'd be like, oh, I don't do gluten. I'm like, you basically just walked or does this have sugar in it? Yeah, it's a cookie. Oh, I don't do sugar. Like you just came over here just to tell me that. Like this is not, this isn't a restaurant where you're asking if there's something in something else. You like went out of your way to come over to this sample, this poor like 20 year old making $9 an hour sampling at Whole Foods to be like, oh, I don't do gluten. Or like the one time where somebody was like, do these have sugar in them? I was like, yeah, they're cookies. And I was like, but it's organic, like trying to be friendly. And they're like, Organic sugar is just organic cancer. I was like, wow. <laughs> some people, some just, people, why? some people. Why? There's a lot okay. of, I have to tell a lot story. of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my mom had this, she like owned this demo company. And so she would broker between the brands and the stores and like put the demos into the stores. Right. She ended up doing a lot of the demos herself. Not a lot, but a good amount. Like when she couldn't find somebody. And one time she was sampling Mrs. Myers, the soap. And they came in these like, Little tiny paper, like cardboard, little yeah, like little packets when you rip them open, right? Then it's like cardboard, like waxy cardboard. And this elderly woman came, I think she was in a wheelchair, um, came up to the the table, and she didn't speak English. And she took one. A couple of seconds later, my mom noticed her out of the corner of her eye, like spitting and spluttering, and she had taken it, thought it was like milk or something, and. tried to drink it oh no 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 and then now it's like foaming soap at the mouth (laughs) (laughs) and my poor mom had to like run over and help her and like the you know the customer service person got involved they like cleaned her all up oh no yeah oh no whoops oh my gosh yeah oh the other (laughs) my mom and i were in arizona last month and we this we were at a farmer's market and this guy was sampling pistachios that had like a green chili mix powder flavoring on them and i love green chili and scott loves green chili and i was like i'm gonna get a bag for scott but he was passing around these samples my mom just like puts the whole thing in her mouth i'm like 
mom, it's a pistachio. You have to like peel it. They're not peeled. And she was like, oh my God. <laughs> she was like chewing the shell. I was like, oh no. oh no. The guy's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you. They're not, sh- they're like not shelled. You're going to have to shell that thing. And she spits it out. But it's like, yeah, beware of the samples. Beware of the samples. Uh, especially when there's like cherries or like a pit, like don't break a tooth. Yeah. Be careful. Uh, I was going to ask you to, is this your first for your trade show? Is this the first trade show since the pandemic that you've gone to? Yeah. God, that's yeah, crazy. So the, so, so the last like big trade show I went to was Expo East 2019, which was in Baltimore. Like, right. I remember that. The se- yeah. And then. Because you got to see Laura Ligos there too, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. So great. And then I had a couple smaller events in like November of 2019. And then obviously in March of 2020, I went to LA or not LA, Anaheim to the convention center, but we never, we canceled the show before it started. God, I totally remember that. I totally remember that. Uh, Speaking of California and back, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting whiplash going back and forth here, but I wanted to read this overheard LA. If you don't follow the Instagram account overheard LA or overheard New York or whatever. It's really funny. It's basically people that overhear conversations and they post them because they're hilarious. But it reminded me of this post they did when we were talking about the dietary restrictions because it says, guy, can I get a latte waitress? No, we're out of almond milk. Guy. Well, can I just have it made with regular milk waitress? Oh, wow. I'll have to ask, but I think we could do that. (laughs) That's such an LA thing. LA is a different world. It yes. really is. Oh my gosh. It really is. <sighs> oh, but I love it so much. Okay. Yeah. And then the next post that just came up is uh, the, oh, can't see it on this. Like, oh, there it is. Oh, uh, the Bake Off. The Bake Off. So yes. you want to tell us, pe- tell, the, tell the people okay. what they want? So let's actually recap a little bit because we got a sure. question about this. Yes. So like, what's the difference between all these podcasts? Obviously, On Your Marks Gets at Bake is a podcast where we just recap the Great British Baking Show. So that's easy. The first episode has, by the time you hear this, will already have been released in the UK or in, I don't even know. I don't know what the distribution is in Europe. And then on Friday, it's coming out in the US on Netflix. So and then on Saturday morning, if I remember to pack my podcast stuff, which I'm looking at it right now and I better <laughs> put it in my suitcase. Do it, do it, do it. We will be recording. So, and releasing our first episode on Saturday afternoon. So that's on your works gets at bake. The difference between Girls Gone Wild and This Is Joy and Claire is a little more subtle. When we had Girls Gone Wild, and we explained this a little bit like last week or the week before, when we had Girls Gone Wild, it started out all CrossFit all the time and evolved into more just like health and lifestyle, health and fitness lifestyle. And so we changed it to This Is Joy and Claire, which now is just like completely whatever we want to talk about. So Girls Gone Wild is still a little bit more fitness and and health and diet focused. So the first few episodes that Joy has revamped have been interviews with dietitians, with healthy or with an intuitive intuitive eating uh, counselor, counselor, um, mom Sandy, athlete, mom Sandy. So people who are like very much in that health and fitness world versus this is Joy and Claire, which is more just sort of like stream of consciousness. What did Joy and Claire want to talk about this week? Yeah, you're just going to basically if you if you want to just listen to us chit chat. That's what you're getting here, which you will get it on Girls Gone Wild. And that's the other thing is I know we are still kind of, it was more of like an experiment to bring that back to see if there was an interest because we really missed releasing on that feed and we'll kind of evolve to see how many episodes we will, we will release on Girls Gone Wild. And obviously I have a lot of time right now to work on multiple podcast streams, but if I, you know, get a full-time job again, that may change. But I really just wanted to expand back to the fitness focus for a lot of reasons and I missed it. And I think that it's an important topic that people really wanted to hear. We're getting feedback from people that they're like, you were my safe place to talk about this stuff. And I don't like going to certain podcasts because they're really more diet culture and you were a place that we could talk about this safely that didn't feel like it was too wrapped up in macro counting or exercise or weight loss and whatever. And we do talk about those things, but in a realm of how we navigate this world and struggle with body image still and and like to work out and like to live healthy lifestyles, whatever that means. So hopefully that answers the question. And yeah. yes, I hope. And ideally, by the time you hear this, two days from now, 
will be the first episode of season two of On Your Marks, Get That Bake. And I'm so excited. So excited. I'm so excited for I, that show. I really think like last year was such a beacon for us to be able to do that project because of COVID. And we were, you know, in the first year of COVID. It was just so lovely. I just, I have such fond memories of working on that every Saturday and like releasing it every Saturday and watching it every Friday night and taking notes and making, I was like, wonder what Claire's going to say about this and meeting all the bakers and just the hosts. So if you guys don't watch the Great British Baking Show or the British Bake Off, whatever it is, that wherever it's called, wherever you are, I think the podcast is really fun to listen to, even if you don't watch the show. But you might as well watch it because it's delightful. It's delightful. But if you can't, and if you listen or you don't yeah. You think you yeah. just track. Like I re-listened to a few of the episodes last week and I was like, oh, this is just so fun to listen to, even though it's myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fun. And I was like, yeah, I am I am so hilarious and easy to listen to. <laughs> I like me. I like myself. Mm, so um, it was funny. I was at the office last Friday, which I rarely am, and I was reading, I'm um, not reading, I was listening to a few older episodes and my boss came in my boss's boss came in and was like hey what do you listen to and I was like myself my podcast he was like really it's <laughs> like yes I always listen to them I don't listen to I listen to them when they're released because I have to make sure that I edited it correctly <laughs> but I and especially now with three I'm like oh I'm gonna miss something I just know it but I think the I never go back. I will never go like I listen to it once and then I'm done. Even though I'm listening to it the whole time when I'm editing, I'm always like, okay, I just need to listen to make sure it sounds okay. And of course, there's always critiques in my head of like what could have been done better and how I could have been better. But I, I like listening to it when it comes out. I feel like it's mm-hmm. like with everybody else listening to it. Really quick, the Emmys were last night, and I just have to say, I. I'm in love with Ted Lasso. If you have not watched that show, it's on HBO Plus. Nope, it's on Apple Plus. And it is so good. So that's just like a feel good show. If you are looking for a new show this fall, they released season two, which Scott and I are waiting to watch together and binge it, which cracks me up because I don't care to binge shows. Like the morning show released their second season. That's also on Apple Plus, And I love it because it's Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. I'm just going to watch it every week. I kind of like the anticipation of a new release to be like, oh, I'm going to watch the show. And sometimes I'll rewatch the show from last week. But Scott likes to get he's waiting for the entire Ted Lasso to be released before he starts it because he just likes to binge it. And I'm like, okay, fine. So we have not started season two yet. But it is the most wholesome, pure, good feeling characters like you just fall so deeply in love with the characters on Ted Lasso. And they just completely like, took all the Emmy nominations. I think every category had three nominations from that show. Uh, While they didn't win every Emmy, they won a lot. And I was so, so happy that Jason Sudeikis won an Emmy because I'm like, that is the best revenge because his wife left left him for Harry Styles. And that is such good revenge. And that guy just like has a special place in my heart, especially because he wrote that show. And then the lead actress, uh, one of the lead actresses on Ted Lasso won an Emmy and she's just delightful. I was very excited to watch that. I love I love watching award shows. That's like my <laughs> Scott and I love watching award shows. We love the fashion. That's my that's my hot take from the Emmys I still of haven't 2021. Seen Lasso. I need to. It's we so don't have good. Apple TV. Yeah, and you you will definitely be able to tolerate that show. There, it's not high stakes. It's not stressful. It's not awkward. It's like just wholesome, heartwarming. Just so good. It's so good. Okay, do we want to do some Q and A? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start with. Oh, I love this one. Before Wait. I forget. Okay. Before I forget, my last my last hot take, my last hot take hot take is to watch Hacks on HBO with Gene Smart. It is so good, so so good. Okay, that's all. Okay, moving on. Question number one. You ready? Build your perfect sandwich. I love this question so much. I love this question so much. You know, I in Mesa, Arizona, they had a sub shop, and I can't remember the life of me. Everyone in Mesa is probably screaming. Ned's. It was Ned's. It was Ned's. Ned's sub sandwiches. Ned's sub sandwiches in Mesa, Arizona had the best sandwiches. And all I can think about is like all the meat that they put on it and this like coleslaw type of stuff with like the most amazing dressing on it. And I would kill for a Ned's submarine sandwich right now. 
So I don't necessarily think that I'm like building the perfect sandwich myself, but I would just say that Ned's in Mesa, Arizona is my favorite sandwich, hands down. That's amazing. I feel like I, it kind of depends on my mood, what kind of, what my favorite sandwich is, but, or what I, my perfect sandwich, but it would definitely include some kind of like pickled thing, like a pickled onion or some kimchi or some sauerkraut, something in that realm. Definitely some melted, a lot of melted cheese, definitely like a roasted red pepper thing. Mm. It really, mm -hmm. I would kill for a, for a grilled cheese sandwich right now. And don't even at me (laughs) with the freaking vegan cheese because it's not the same. Like, please don't. It's not, it's not not the same. What was I going to, oh, how do you feel about BLTs? Because I like a good BLT. I like them. Yeah. Okay. I like a good BLT. Okay. Okay. Um, let's do a couple quick ones. Is Dazzle Dry worth it? What is Dazzle Dry? (laughs) Okay, Dazzle Dry is a nail polish. I have it on right now. You know how the hottest thing comes around and they probably pay for a lot of marketing and all of a sudden you see it on your Instagram feed and everyone's posting about it and you're like, is this even worth it? Like right now, I'm seeing a crap ton of ads for Athletic Greens. I'm like, why do I need this in my life? There's everyone's, it seems to be the hottest rage. And part of me is like, maybe they just have a big budget for marketing and they're getting all these influencers to talk about it. So I will just say, this. Dazzle Dry is a nail polish. It's not going to like change your life. However, I will say it's worth the money if you don't go and like get manicures, right? So I I think if I was to rank a nail polish, Dazzle Dry is probably one step above Essie. And I use Essie, I buy from Target. Essie nail polish lasts about a good week if you're not like super hard on your nails. Dazzle Dry lasts about eight to nine days. So it is True what they say that it lasts. However, I'm also someone that hates long nails. So the second my nails start to get really long, I'll cut it off and I'll just start over and I'll put new polish on. The thing I do like about it is the application process is really easy, meaning they have like a three-step process. You put a base coat, then you put the polish on, then you put the top coat on, and the top coat dries super fast. And I'm talking like probably faster than like any dry drops or like any top coat quick dry stuff that you've uh, that you probably have done before because I have a couple things that I really like for quick dry. But this is like super, super fast, meaning you could probably like, you know, cook a meal after you do your nails and you wouldn't be like messing up your nails. Um, so I do like that. I, I will say that I, you know, I bought like a kit. I think it was like a Valentine's Day special. I would wait for the specials but it does make up for if you do go to the salon and get manicures, I do think it's worth the money. But it's not, if you don't want to spend that much money on Dazzle Dry, I would also say SE is a good like step down from that that lasts just as long, like close-ish as long. SE is E-S-S-I-E. This is another quick one. Can Claire give an update on Brandon's new job and schedule and what the struggles are with that? So Brandon started a new job at the beginning of the summer in June. He used to work at a hospital and now he works at a surgery center. The biggest thing that changed was that he, you know, worked the normal schedule seven to seven at the hospital. And he now at his new job instead works four tens. He doesn't have any weekends, any holidays, or any on call, but his schedule is a lot less strict in, t- in the sense that like when you work at the hospital, unless something crazy is going on, like you get on, you get off at seven, you know, you have to do like your transfer to the other nurse, but not even really like when you worked in surgery because they didn't really, you know, you would be on call, but it wasn't like working on the floor where you have someone else coming in. So it's definitely been an adjustment because sometimes he gets home a lot of time, like probably, I don't know, 10% of the time he gets done early and then probably 20% of the time he gets off late. And then the rest of the time in there, he gets home around the same, around the, you know, the time he's supposed to. And it's been a struggle because like when you have kids and when you have so much going on, it's hard to not know what time to expect your spouse to get home. And especially when it comes like school pickup and everything. So, and then now that Miles is doing karate and that's in the evenings. So it kind of we're just kind of more getting used to it. It was a bit of a curve, a learning curve, because I was really used to like, other than Brandon being on call, I was really used to knowing when he was going to get home pretty much exactly. And so I just kind of had to get used to being more flexible in the evenings and not planning on having him around. And if he is home, then it's kind of more of a bonus. So that's, but I really like the fact that he doesn't have to work weekends. Of course, not being on call is huge. I hated it. Oh my God. I remember that. That was a huge stress. Yeah. Yeah. And it's obviously super nice for him to have holidays off because then we just don't have to worry about it. Because like when you work in the hospital, you get to at the beginning of the year, you sort of like put into a pool of requests with all of your coworkers about Mm -hmm. like which holidays you want to have off. So like you kind of have to know in January 
whether or not you're going to ask for Thanksgiving off or Christmas off or, yeah. you know, whatever. So it's nice to not have to do that anymore. Okay. How do you spend so much time on social media without wanting to pull your hair out? We don't spend that much time on social media and we do want to pull our hair out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I would say I get on there a few times a day, maybe four or five times a day sometimes. And I try to just limit it, meaning I... I know that I will just mindlessly scroll. And especially right now, it sounds really silly, but because I'm not really working a full time, I'm keeping myself pretty busy and I'm not really sitting on my phone a lot. Um, But when I am, I try to limit the time that I'm actually on social media and I'm doing more stuff like, oh, maybe I'll be on Words with Friends, which by the way, I still have people um, from this podcast that friended me on Words with Friends and we play all the time. And it's like my favorite thing to do. And I just do something like that enriches my brain. But I still want to pull my hair out. There's still things that I see. And we talked about this a little bit on the Girls Gone Wild podcast episode with Molly Barr about how you, you know, obviously need to curate your feed, but limit what you see on social media. And it's hard not to kind of get swept up on things, but you just can't, you have to realize that you're opening yourself up to stuff that you're just not going to like. Like there's going to be stuff on social media that you're going to see and you're like, that just doesn't land very well. So I try very hard to either limit my time when I'm feeling like that. And what you've said before, Claire, where you're like, am I in a space to be open to whatever comes at me when I open social media? (laughs) Like, am I in a space to hear this? You know, if we get like comments or things and every once in a blue moon, we'll get a comment where I'm just like, really? But it does make me want to pull my hair out. Yeah, I, you kind of said it. I don't have anything to add. Just that like, I think we're on social media less than we probably appear to be. Yes. Which is a good thing. Yep. Okay, public speaking tips. Public speaking tips. Practice. You like to public practice. speak? No, I don't. I didn't used to. I used to be horrible at it. But I will say that I feel like I'm saying that a lot. I will say I got that from Mom Sandy. She always says, I got to say public speaking tips. I used to hate it and be really bad at it. Podcasting made me much better at it. And I think it has to do with practicing because you're speaking on a microphone, you have to learn how to speak clearly and not use a lot of filler words and all that stuff. And I remember when we first started podcasting about a six months to a year in, and I would have to do some speaking at work, I would feel really fluent in public speaking, or I'd feel better at being in front of people and talking. So i I know it sounds silly, but if you can go to Toastmasters or you can do something where you're in an environment where you can practice, I don't know if there's, I don't think the tricks of like, imagine everyone naked and just don't be nervous. Like that didn't work for me because the only way that you can get over that fear is to practice. Maybe it's practicing speaking into your phone and doing voice memos just to yourself and doing a voice memo diary to yourself and you're just talking Uh, But other than that, I don't know if I have any other tips other than truly if you wanted to get really good at it and you feared being in front of people, which I think just comes with a level of anxiety period. There's some low level of anxiety. Maybe you're not totally nervous, but then maybe take a Toastmasters class or even just do something on Zoom where you have to like talk in front of people. Yeah, yeah, like are they there are definitely public speaking coaches out there. I think the thing about practicing is like I think when people when they are being interviewed or when they have to talk on stage, if it's not like a speech that you have completely memorized, which that is its own difficult thing. And like, you know, can you imagine like the people that do Ted talks? I'm like, how do they do that? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think it's hard because like when you're on a stage in front of people, it's a complete, it's really hard to replicate that. And it can make you feel really nervous and you can kind of like almost like black out and like, what am I saying? Like you get, Oh my gosh, you totally dissociate. Cause you're just like, Whoa. Yeah. Right. And I think it really does come down, unfortunately, to practice, which is sort of this catch 22. <laughs> like, you don't want to do it because you're not good at it, but you can't right. get good at it without doing right. it. Right. And maybe like you do smaller crowds, smaller crowds, right. smaller crowds. Like when we did, started doing live shows, that made me mm. nervous, but we started small. I think our first live show was 20 people, 30 people. And then we had 60, 80 people. And then right. we had like 100 people. And then we, had, you know, it's like, So it slowly starts to build. And granted, we didn't do a ton of live shows, but I think it was enough to where I started feeling a little more comfortable. And I think there's also a part of it where you, 
it's not necessarily that you get better at it. It's that you realize that like stumbling over words or losing your is actually not as like not tragic, but is not as like detrimental as you think it's going to be. Right. Not as, you know, fatal. And you can kind of just pick it back up. And people, if you're, you know, think about it, if you've ever watched a speech or seen somebody speak, it actually kind of breaks the tension in those moments where they sort of say the wrong thing or, yeah. Oh, shoot, I actually meant to say this before. And, right. You know, and like when I over during the pandemic, I've been doing so much presenting on Zoom and like I have been hosting a ton of digital events for my job. And that's the biggest thing I learned was, you know, people are so afraid to mess up or lose their train of thought or like stutter or whatever. And but when you do, it's people are just like, oh, or like even to have like your it's internet not a big deal. Yeah, it's just not a big deal. I remember too. This reminds me of something that helped me was when I was teaching aerobics classes and like spin classes and teaching any type of fitness class really forces you into being a public speaker. So maybe if you can get into some type of like adjacent job where you're teaching. But I remember thinking whenever I would teach spin, the instructors that I love the most, if you messed up, you just keep going. You don't acknowledge, you don't say sorry, you don't like acknowledge it and pay attention and draw attention to it. You just keep moving forward. And that's what I think is really important. But I'd say practice, practice, practice. Okay, let's see here. We have a couple questions here about raising kids. And there's, it's definitely um, kind of a string of questions that are all related. And how old is too old? How old is too old to have a child? If I only have one child, what can I do to avoid only child issues? Is it possible to raise a bilingual child if I'm not personally 100% fluent? Some pretty specific questions, and I think the answer to all of them is sort of like it kind of depends. It kind of depends, yeah. Child, you know, I know that those are a lot of questions that people have before they start having kids, and you kind of just realize, like, like I know, for example, like um, Shane Farmer and his family their kids go to bilingual preschools. And I think that they do speak some French. I'm not sure if they're fluent in French and a little bit of Spanish, but like his kids are very adept. I don't know if they're completely fluent, but like they're very adept because they go to a bilingual school. And I do think like, those are the types of things where if that's really something that you want to have and want to do, those options and those opportunities are out there. How old is too old to have a child? I think that's a question you have to answer for yourself. You know, I think the same thing with like, what can you do to avoid only child issues? Like, what do you consider to be only child issues? And I think, yeah, a part of me is like, I've seen plenty of people. I mean, we could ask the same question about three kids and how to avoid the middle child or the oldest or youngest issues. I don't think there's a bad thing with being an only child. (laughs) You know, like we could talk about how my brother and I have, you know, the twin thing and how we dealt with those dynamics. There's always going to be some type of birth order dynamic and an only child dynamic. And it doesn't, if you ask me just from working with kids and families over the years, it doesn't matter as long as you have love for your child and you raise them with good values, and you have a good supportive family. Like, I don't think there's going to be just so I've seen so many people who have issues as an only child or a middle child or an old, or, you know what I mean? So it's just it just that isn't a thing to have issues with just an only child. And I think that it's I don't want to say that to be like, oh, all of these questions are like, these are dumb questions. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, no, no. But, but more so to just say like, I think that these are the types of things that we do all think about and worry about. And, you know, especially if you're thinking about having kids, there's a bajillion unknowns and you do want to start thinking about those things ahead of time. And the answer is kind of like, well, it really depends. It depends on your, who you are as a person. It depends on the support system you have around you. It depends on, you know, what your values are for that you want, you know, that you want to prioritize for your, your kid or your kids. And I think, if I could go back in time and give my like pre-child self one piece of advice, it would be like, you are going to have way less control over these things than you think you are because your kids are going to be the people that they're going to be. And, you know, I know there's this whole like that big nature versus nurture psychology theories, but anyone who's ever had kids, I think, you know, that to some extent, even before they're born, your child has their own personality. You know, Evie and Miles are completely different in utero. <laughs> like that, you know, even like their little personalities of just like kicking around in there were so different. And it is just you kind of like have to take their lead because if they're like you really don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a choice. I wish you did. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should okay. we do a quick one to end? Yes. yes. Uh, I, I like this one. How much time per week is it okay to watch TV? <laughs> Well, okay, let's just do this. How many hours a week do you think you you personally watch TV? Watch TV. Yeah. Watch a show, watch TV. One, what do you one hour a week? I don't watch T I, I don't watch TV or shows, but I that's not to say, but like I spend a lot of time on like Instagram, I spend a lot of time like on news websites. Like I am on the computer all day, every day. Mm. And I maybe will watch like one movie i'll watch like part of a movie with miles on the weekend so you're very little watch watching it's unusual for me to watch to like end my night with a tv show it doesn't have it's not like it never happens but it's probably a couple times a month oh wow okay wow we're very different because i like well because scott and i like to watch the news i think i've said this we like to watch the news with uh kyle clark Nine News, and then Lester Holt, and then Nine News again. They have like a four or five and six. Anyway, we're so old. Um, and then we are eating dinner during that time. And then sometimes we'll pick, well, most of the time we'll pick a show. Right now, because it's football season, it's, this is, this sounds really bad, but it doesn't sound, it's like not bad, but it sounds bad. But because Scott has all this football to watch, I kind of like get free time to be like, okay, I'm going to go watch what I want to watch. Because usually we'll have to pick like something we can watch together. But we'll either watch a TV show or a movie or something. But so that's like every night. So what? that's like a good four hours a night. <laughs> I just don't have time for that. <laughs> I mean, and that's just like, you know, we hang lives. out. Yeah, different yeah. lives. So it's like it just again, this is a good question of like, it depends. I don't think it's a bad thing. Sure, there's probably something we could go out and take the dogs for another walk. But we just don't. And we enjoy it. Well, that's it. the thing. Like, if I didn't have, like, my nights go, I finish dinner. I meet, or excuse me, I finish work. I immediately start cooking dinner. I feed my kids. We maybe try to go for, like, a short walk as a family. We come home. Bath time. Evie goes down while Miles, like, like Miles will watch a show. Or he'll play on his iPad for a little while. That You know, do an activity on the iPad. Or something for maybe 30, 40 minutes, and then he'll have a sack and go to bed. And then by then it's nine o'clock. Yeah. Like now like, I have to now get, you have like, to take a shower and go to bed. Wind right? down and go to bed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I just don't have time. If I did, I would. But mm-hmm. um, and not to say like, gosh, joy, you know, but like it no. is, it's so different. It's totally different. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. I wish you a good trip on your show, on your trade show. Thanks. And uh Let's give the listeners a little plug for Eat to Evolve. Yeah. So you can go to eattoevolve.com. Discount code is Joy. Why did I say it that way? That was weird. Joy Claire 15. I get you 20% off your first order. So delicious. I'm just, I like the other night I got home a little bit late. It just heated one up for dinner. You know what I got? Okay. I'm not a huge, I think it was pulled pork. Is it pulled pork and carrots? I think it's the pulled pork. I am not a huge like pulled pork person. That's not like what I would gravitate towards, but I just happened to pick it because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to try this. And it was really good. So I'm like, I'm ordering that again. So the pulled pork and carrots is really good. I will say most of their like shredded meat, like whether it's beef or pork. Yeah. A lot of times I worry that that stuff's going to be really dry and it has never been dry. It's not been dry. Good job. I recommend. So please support the podcast by supporting eat to evolve discount code joy Claire 15. Thank you guys for listening. If you're in Philly, let me know. Don't forget on your marks, get that bake comes out on Saturday. If you are not subscribed, you can go to the link in our bio on Instagram and subscribe on Spotify or Apple podcasts or really anywhere you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.